So we just have to keep trying and, you know, give ourselves the benefit of being healthy. Did you catch that? Welcome to Reps and Redemption. What would your life look like if you started to prioritize your health and your faith? Have you been up late at night Googling healthy grocery lists, upper body workouts, or quiet time with God ideas? Hey there, I'm Ashley Harvey, college athlete, Jesus follower, now wife and stay-at-home mom of three daughters. In this podcast, you will be motivated to build your physical strength, increase in biblical wisdom, and utilize tactical health tips. If you're ready to be a part of a like-minded community of moms who want to be bold in their faith and live well, you're in the right place. Grab an iced coffee or a Celsius and head to the gym. Let's dive in. show. I am so glad you're here with us today. We are on the third episode for this month on the theme of pregnancy. Now, before I get started, I did want to kind of note that it has been a little bit, I don't want to say easier, but simpler for me to pick themes uh, every month that kind of cover, you know, our faith, our fitness, our health, and the redeeming work of the Lord. Let's not forget the most important part of the show and why we want to be healthy in the first place. But it's helping because, you know, let's be real. As moms, we have so many plates spinning at once and I can talk all over the place about all kinds of things and I want to stay on topic. And so that's kind of why I'm diving into this topic for the month of April as of right now. Now you can listen to this during any month, (laughs) but if any of these episodes resonate with you, will you please let me know? Because I have been thinking about adding more to the topic of pregnancy and birth, labor, delivery, postpartum, home births versus hospital birth. And I am honestly really interested in it. And Maybe it is because I'm due in July, (laughs) but I wanted to share that with you and really get started with, you know, a really quick recap of the first two episodes. You know, I covered talking about how to prepare your body for a healthy pregnancy and then a little touch on pregnancy and exercise. And now I want to talk about our nutrition for fetal development and just our overall health as we, you know, discover we are pregnant. But I'm not sure, you know, to kind of kick off this episode, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but the growth and development of our babies during the early weeks really depends on the nutritional stores that we have built up before we even conceived. And I honestly was kind of baffled by this information because I was like, how could I, you know, how could any of this really matter? But if you're not, and this ties in with the, one of the last episodes, if we aren't healthy and ready to go, how can we expect things to go as smoothly as possible? But during the preconceptual period, you know, the development that it incurs, that occurs, excuse me, during a lot of the months will draw on the nutritional stores we already have created and the environment of the womb kind of is determined by 
how we've been living and our lifestyle before we even became pregnant. And during the nine months, during the nine months we're pregnant, I'm currently, I'm trying to, I'm 22 weeks. I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I'm almost in the third trimester. But for me, and this, this goes for all women who are pregnant in general, but the quality of my nutrition during these nine months, it's produces lifelong effects on the structure of my baby's body, the shape of their face, their teeth, their kidneys, their lungs, their cardiovascular health, their future degenerative diseases later on in life, you know, the resistance to infection, the range of their intellect and emotions from childhood to old age. I made this joke the other day with my mom, like, I can still blame you for stuff. (laughs) Like, I'm getting close to 40 years old. But what we do now affects our kids through their old age. And I think this is really a good enough reason to really start taking control. And if you feel like, oh my gosh, I am out of shape. I need to get healthy. I really need to start making a difference. It's too much. It's too overwhelming. I don't, I don't know where to start. So just forget it. Please don't give up. Here is kind of what I would do if I was in the situation of, wow, I really did not realize because sometimes ignorance is bliss that you know, several sodas a day aren't really going to make healthy pregnancy or baby. And I'm not saying, you know, your baby wouldn't be fine. But as I am learning, what we do before we conceive and during these nine months really shape the lives of our children before they're even here. And it's like, whoa, what a responsibility. But if I'm learning that all of these, you know, nutritional or lack thereof nutrition that I'm doing is really not being effective. I would say you need to start small because it is a lot if if you haven't been really focusing on your nutrition and your health in the long run. And like I've said before, if you know my story, I have been I have been at this game for 21 years now, and I still learn something new on a daily basis. There are things that I enjoy that are not very healthy. There are things that I create margin for that I allow myself to have without the guilt. If I'd like to have it, you you have to find out where you are with things and, you know, what you're going to allow in your body and what you are going to decide, you know what, I can live without that, my baby can definitely live without that, and really start to put your foot down, and it really comes down to discipline, and I know that, when, especially in the first trimester when you're not feeling well, or even right when you find out you're pregnant, four to six weeks, you know, it's so hard, and I, you know, I mentioned this in the last episode, not the exercise episode, but the one before that on how to prepare. Now, when you get to that place of just needing carbs or, you know, the the thought of meat in my case, for example, the thought of meat's just making you sick, like find something else to replace that like eggs. If that's making you sick, maybe it's just a protein shake. I'm not saying a protein shake is super, super effective or the answer, but 
at least you're getting something and you need to kind of be able to do that when you're feeling so sick. And I, if you can't tell, I'm speaking from experience, but once you're out of that place and if you've prepared your body well, you can, you can really, you know, push through that rough patch and then you'll get your energy back and you'll really be able to focus on, okay, what's my game plan from here? So if I, like I said a few minutes ago, if I woke up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm drinking all this soda, I don't eat healthy, I just don't even know where to start, it's just not even a part of my lifestyle yet, but I'm pregnant or I want to become pregnant. Well, now is the time (laughs) to get serious. Let me tell you, do not give up just start somewhere. And I would start moving my body. I would start with, okay, maybe you just have one soda a day. I'm using soda as an example. So when I say that, put your thing in there or your two things or your four things and just say, okay, today I will have my, the cookie that I really want to eat, even though I'm used to eating like a whole row of them. You have to start really small and build the discipline over time. Otherwise, likely you will crash and just eat it all and give up because it is a lifestyle change. But there is no greater time to make a lifestyle change than when you find out your body is carrying another life. And I said something to my husband the other day. Um, I said, we were talking about, um, is our, you know, our kids, you know, doing, you know, we're doing this, we're going here, we're doing there. And it was something that was a really good thing. And I'm like, well, my kids are a good enough reason to do anything good that I don't really want to do. <laughs> like, I think your baby is a good enough reason to really start prioritizing your health and get healthy. And, you know, you want to follow when, you, when you're making changes and you, you find out you're pregnant and you know, you want to follow your nose. If something smells off or off-putting, most likely it's your nose, you know, your body saying, nope, I'm not going to do that. And listen, I could eat a salad with my second pregnancy and just really get super, super sick. I won't give you any details. And all those things were healthy and good for me, but something about it, like it did smell off. The green smelled off. Like I just didn't want want it. But you know, because I pushed myself to have it, which is good, <laughs> I ended up getting sick. So you need to find the things, even if it's just a couple, to really focus on getting in. And honestly, one of the best things you can eat is eggs. So if you can do that, pasture-raised eggs, that would be incredible. There's so many benefits. Two eggs, choline is one of them. And eating, I try to eat two per day. And it is one of the best things you can eat because it has really awesome properties. It plays a great role in the brain development of the fetus, of the baby. And, you know, dare I say, even after postpartum, it is super beneficial and nutritional for the mother to eat eggs because choline also protects the mom when she's under stress, you know, during the pregnancy part, during if labor is a little intense and there's a lot more benefits to it, I could talk about just that in one episode and I'm still learning more on the topic. I'm giving you an example to really start thinking about when you open your refrigerator or you meal plan or you go to the grocery store or you're in a drive through line, what would be the best option right now for me and my baby? Now, you know, 
in additional steps to being careful, following your nose, and really making a commitment to yourself and your baby to make your health a top priority in pregnancy, one of the best things you could do is make your immune health number one. And an estimated 80% of your immune system, yours, mine, my kids, everybody's, resides in our gut. So if we knew that beforehand or if we're just figuring that out, we're going to want to focus on gut healthy foods. So fermented foods, for me, I actually, side note, just started making my own sauerkraut and I love it. Someone, a woman that I follow on YouTube who has taught me a few things, I love her channel. I'll share her in the show notes. She said, you know, why am I going to go buy a bottle of, you know, a $50 bottle of probiotics when I have homemade fresh sauerkraut in my refrigerator and I need like two tablespoons of it. Like I think it's one or two and it is just so good for you. And a lot of like pickled vegetables can be good for you too. You can pickle pretty much anything. That's pretty, I mean, it's, I know it's time consuming, but if you like pickles (laughs) and you can find a good jar, check the ingredients, you know, do a little bit of research really super quick I don't know why, what it is with pickles and being pregnant, but every pregnancy I'm like, yes, give me some pickles. (laughs) But, you know, if you want to also really think about, you know, how you can prep your food for success. So what I like to do is the night before really kind of dive in like, okay, what, you know, I already went grocery shopping. I know what I have. I know the ingredients I have so I can make certain things that, you know, I would normally Maybe in in this case, like I'm used to eating out of a box. Now, sometimes we still do that once in a while. Don't know why kids love mac and cheese. They just do. I've also learned that if you never introduce it, they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> but instead of doing that now, because it, how many ingredients are in a box of macaroni and cheese? Why can't I make my own whole grain raw cheese macaroni and cheese? So how can you make something a little bit better? And how can we really focus on our gut health? So we're going to eat more fermented foods. Like I said, sauerkraut, yogurt, yogurt bowls are one of the best things I love to eat for breakfast. So that's what I do. I look at, you know, everything I purchased. What do I have protein wise? What do I have fruit and veggies, you know, dairy products, if you can do dairy, And I think, okay, so tomorrow we're making yogurt bowls for breakfast. I'm going to put berries on them, berries on it, you know, uh, an organic, gluten-free, low-sugar granola or make my own granola. I'm going to drizzle a little bit of raw honey on there with a little bit of almond butter. Breakfast is good. And maybe if I need a snack, I'll do two hard-boiled eggs, you know, an hour later. And then, you know, what am I making my kids? And are they having the same thing? Am I eating something different? And I try to keep everything very similar because I don't want to instill, I guess you would say, pickiness. And I think I have done that a little bit with my five-year-old not knowing any better. And it's helped to really recently make three or four things that everyone I know, like one thing for sure she'll eat. So my rule is, okay, I know she will eat this one thing, whether that's you know, a cubed sweet potato. She loves onions, which is so crazy, like cooked onions, like, and sweet potato, like she loves it. 
whether it's that and then a bunch of other stuff that's new and I will not necessarily insist she eat everything else but I will ask her and expect her to try it and I say you never know (laughs) and kids need to be introduced and reintroduced to foods several times and it's kind of like that while we're pregnant like during the first trimester for me there was so many things that I was just like with all three first trimesters so far like oh my gosh the thought of that oh it just is making me feel so nauseous but then I'm introduced to it again you know towards the end of the first or in the second or in the third and I'm like oh that sounds amazing oh my gosh that tastes amazing so we just have to keep trying and you know give ourselves the benefit of being healthy did you catch that Let's eat foods rich in prebiotic fiber. And these are foods like this will help also with probiotics in our gut. But this is like vegetables locally grown like broccoli and kale, cabbage, Brussels sprouts. I love berries, underripe bananas, nuts, seeds. I just started putting chia seeds on top of our yogurt. Include bone broths and slow cooked meals in our diet. Now listen, I don't know if you use the slow cooker You know, we can call it the lazy homemaker day, but the slow cooker is amazing for making quick, you know, pot roasts. When I say quick, the prep is quick. The cook is slow. And then we'll have the leftover broth. And there's just so many benefits for broth. It, it, you know, it helps us maintain a healthy gut lining and improves our resilience to illnesses from other food. And also, especially when it's cold, like drinking a warm broth with a little bit of Himalayan salt on it, you can't go wrong. And I actually, we make it now for my five-year-old and she loves it. And it's just a really good, clean thing that you can do for your body and not only your body as a whole, but your immune system and your gut. Now, overall, I think we all know this, but to improve and help support our immune system, we really need to limit our intake of sugar and refined carbohydrates because these things suppress our immune function. Like, I mean, you know this as a mom, right? You, when your kid is sick, you're not going to let them have a piece of chocolate cake or jello or, you know, you're just not going to give that to them because that's not what their body needs. Their body is fighting something off. You want them to heal So you're going to give them a cup of bone broth or chicken noodle soup or, you know, fresh oranges. You're going to get them the vitamin C that they need. You're going to help build their immune system back up. And you are going to want to not allow sugar in your diet for a long time. Now, I have a few exceptions for sugar because I'm going to be honest One of the first things I ever did or started (laughs) stay-at-home mom and homemaker was a blog. This was like 10 years ago (laughs) based on paleo baking sweets. And I still used sugar, okay? I used maple syrup. I used honey. I used coconut sugar. But sugar is still sugar. Now, there are some exceptions, and I'll share with you mine. I think that dark chocolate has many benefits, and I love it, so thank God. And I do allow dark chocolate. I have started to really dive into ingredients on everything. And I've done this for years, but now it's like even more intense. So that's why I have opted for raw honey and maple syrup. Occasionally, I will use 
dark brown sugar, even if a recipe calls for like, you know, white sugar or whatever, or I'll omit the sugar or I'll half it with maple syrup. I think you need to pick your, I don't want to call this a battle. Now, if you battle with sugar, (laughs) this might be really hard for you. But I think if you just made a few adjustments with your sugar, you could even start there. So instead of eating, you know, a sugar cookie or a milkshake from the drive-thru, you could go home and instead use yogurt or organic ice cream or a mixture of both. Add a dot of honey, put some dark chocolate chips on top, and there you go. Like, I want you to think about what you're putting in your body. And yes, we're going to, we're going to, you know, get, just get rid of the refined carbohydrates. We're going to limit our sugar intake and we're going to feel so much better and our baby is going to thrive. So if you took anything away from this episode, I do want to point out how important the first trimester is. And it is such a challenge, but even before the first trimester starts, our nutritional stores, everything that we put in our body and how we move our body truly makes a difference in our overall pregnancy, carrying through the nine months, and then also postpartum, which I will be discussing some postpartum topics probably later this year, or maybe right after this. (laughs) I guess it depends on how you guys are, you know, thinking of this, these pregnancy episodes, and if they're helpful to you. So if you heard me say anything, let me recap, support your immune system by eating fermented foods, eat rich foods, whole foods, include bone broth in your diet weekly, limit your intake of sugar and refined carbohydrates. And then if you are able to buy pasture raised or you know a farm or a place to get better, you know, choice meats and like I said, eggs and milk, I'm putting in an order at our local, one of our local farms, I need to get some raw milk. I'll be getting a gallon now, but we don't really drink the milk, even though I have had some is absolutely incredible, but I'm going to be making my own yogurt this week. So I'll be getting a gallon of that. And just think about when you are having a really hard time with food and choices, just think about starting small and delay you know, the instant gratification of our world and delay that craving or that want just until you get the food and the nutrition that you and your baby need first and then have what you are really looking forward to or really craving or really want. So for example, if I am really just wanting a huge bowl of, I don't know, Frosted Flakes. I haven't had Frosted Flakes in a few years But that was actually one of my cravings, um, like for a slight moment. I didn't even buy it. I just let it ride. But let's just use this as an example. Let's get in, you know, a cup of bone broth and some broccoli and chicken or a steak and a sweet potato with some kale, uh, some eggs or and or turkey bacon with the eggs, a, you know, slice of sourdough bread homemade and eggs, something like that. And then after you have, you know, hit that, I should mention fruit, of course, veggies, of course, but after you've hit some protein and some veggies, some high fiber foods, then 
see how you're feeling, kind of let it, you know, settle for 20 minutes to an hour. And then if you really want to go have that thing, just have it and be done with it. (laughs) But I would not recommend, you know, buying, you know, a bunch of it for that, you you know, oh, then you're just like, I got to get it out of here. Because I have learned with our family that if I have it in the house, I'm going to make it. Then my kids are going to eat it. I don't really want them to eat it, even though, like, I don't feel really bad about eating it because I might just have, like, one serving of it. And then I just, it's just, like, don't bring it in. So if I'm going to have ice cream, I'm going to make it, or I'm going to have the really expensive kind that I only buy once a month, and that's it. (laughs) I'm not getting any more. I can't have it around. And set your immune system up for success by lowering your sugar. And these two things will help support your immune system and help the development of your baby and really will make for an awesome pregnancy where you actually can have the energy you need to prepare for your baby, to get ready, and then to make all these other decisions that come along with having kiddos. If this episode motivated, inspired, or challenged you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you could leave Reps and Redemption an Apple podcast review. This is the only way I know you like the show. Please join the Facebook group for accountability and community. Link in the show notes. Be bold, mama, and live well. Until next time.